0: Hi folks, welcome back to the official catch-up, this time video for for The Big Debate today. We have, as always, Ben, Chris, myself, and I'm delighted that we're being joined by George Fraser from The Lone League, so thanks very much, firstly George, for uh, coming on. And before we get right into things, um, we do want to take a moment because there's been quite big news um, that's came out last day or so. the really sad passing of John Sludden, who's been a big fixture, um, in non-league football in recent years, um, and at this point, Chris, you're a guy that obviously knows Shire quite well, um, he was a big, big fixture at Shire in recent years as well as other clubs and, um. Obviously, it's just horrendous news for him and his family, and our thoughts go out to everyone.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, we when we first started covering the league, obviously, John was uh, manager at East Linshire, but he's, I know off a lot of the players and certainly a lot of the backroom staff at Shire fought really highly of him. Uh, obviously, I, I think well, even Jamie McCormack at B, BFC, uh, mm-hmm. he, you saw him obviously post something today. He, he seemed like a genuine guy. Unfortunately, I didn't get to know him. Um, Personally, as much as some of the other guys at Shire, but obviously, we just want to send our uh, sincere condolences to his family, his friends, and um, you know, everyone that's uh, affected by his death very untimely. Um, and obviously, George, I don't know if you want to maybe add anything to that, um, knowing I'm a wee bit more personally.
2: Yeah, yeah, thanks, Chris. I mean, John was an absolute gentleman, uh, you know, a top football man. Never really had, never had any, you know, bad words with him. You know, he was always gracious and courteous. If we'd beat them or or whatever the result was, he was just an absolute gent. And it's an absolute tragedy what's happened. You know, and I can only echo your thoughts, Chris. Uh, thoughts go out to all his family and friends.
0: So obviously, a wee bit of a somber. No, but I felt all all the guys felt it was quite important that we acknowledged that as well and sent our best wishes. Um and. Just before we get right into the task at hand, because there's going to be a bit of a tone shift, I can feel it already, and I guess you guys are waiting for it as well. Uh, a quick note, our sponsors, as always, the Soccer Shop Direct, for all your football team wearing equipment needs, especially now that football's back and potentially games and fans can be coming back as well. Give them a shout, whatever you're needing, they're there for you. And yeah, that brings us to the task at hand that people are watching us for folks. Um In case you have been living under a rock for the past few days, I'll give you a very, very brief synopsis, and then I'll throw it to both Ben and Chris, who have been collating views, not just their own views, in terms of questions and so on, to to throw it for George, um, but some of your guys' uh, views on Twitter as well. Um, But basically, there has been a proposal, and it is at this stage a very initial proposal. There's nothing um, confirmed. About Ajax, it's not even going to a vote of the Lowland League clubs, where potentially for one season, Rangers and Celtic would enter B teams into the Lowland League. Um, It would be a one-season uh, arrangement. The word initially was used by Rangers, and we'll probably get to that Um, through these questions. I suspect that will come up. But the idea being that it gives young footballers who haven't had a chance to play large by and large in the pandemic a chance to get back in the pitch and play at a decent level from the lowland league's point of view you're looking at potentially his profile uh, about money getting injected into the league so on so forth and there's been very strong views for and against us as you've probably seen uh with social media and so on but let me uh let me open it to yourself george first of all um because obviously it's you that's been involved in these talks as I've gone along. So to get an idea from your side of things, where did this initially come from and how did we get to this stage?
2: Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Derek. We, we, uh, you know, as you know, I was on the the innovation group for the B-teams proposal to go into the SPFL Mm -hmm. and the restructuring around that, uh, along with Stuart Robertson uh, of of Rangers. And, you know, I think, as Stuart said in his, his statement last night, know he grew frustrated at the lack of you know movement from from the spfl and sfa and getting this out in front of clubs and i think after a while it became you know clear that it wasn't moving in the right direction certainly quick enough for for rangers and celtics liking uh so obviously you know the, the, the talk turned to you know the the possibility of, of teams into to roll in league. And it was left at that to be honest with you. You know, we, we sort of you know moved along with, with the original innovation paper. Uh but when that was finally dead in the water, I think that's when you know we really you know started talking again about it. And it was re- it's really sprung from there.
0: And was the I guess the obvious question to ask you as we get started was um was this expected to come out the way it that- did?
2: Uh, I don't think there's ever a right or a wrong way to do it. To, to <laughs> out, you know, I mean, it's such a you know an emotive subject and divisive subject. You know, whenever you know Celtic or Rangers are, are involved in it, uh, you know you're always going to get you know some sort of reaction. So I don't mm-hmm. think there was ever a a correct way to do it. You know, I, I think you know whatever way it came out, it was going to it's going to cause a bit of a, an explosion, shall
0: we say? Like, have you been surprised by? the sheer kind of volume and the, um, the passionate feeling behind some of the the reaction that there's been?
2: No, not really, to be honest with you. You know, mm-hmm. I think we saw the reaction when, you know, the, the first innovation paper, uh, you know, a couple of months ago was, was first muted. And, you know, you saw the reaction then, you know, and as I said previously there, you know, anything to do with Celtic or Rangers causes a massive reaction, you know, even mm-hmm. if they're playing winks, you know, you can imagine it's like... You know, it's going to cause an absolute eruption. So, yeah, listen, I, I wasn't surprised at all. I, I fully expected it, you know, and I fully expected the the questions, the queries, the the feeling uh, against it. So, yeah, I, I was prepared for that.
0: So at this point, because I've made my views quite clear, I feel like, on this, and well, if you want to go and find them, you can find them easily enough through my Twitter I'm going to throw this now open to Chris and Ben. Ben obviously representing a of Scotland club in Cowan and co-winning. And Chris, well, Chris is basically an independent voice at this point, aren't you, for um, for the league itself? So, a fire of agents. What questions have you got for George? Do
1: you want to go first, Ben? Or- oh, yeah,
3: OK. okay. Uh, I think the first thing I'm interested in is about the the timeline. I think there's a lot of t- chat now about kind of this one-year thing. First question on that front is, what what's going to happen potentially after the one year? What's the, what's the situation?
2: The, the blunt answer to that, Ben, is that that will be up to Rangers and Celtic. Uh, we have only committed for one year and one year only. It goes no further than that. You know, I've saw a lot of uh, comment on on you know, social media saying, yeah, it's only one year. Yeah, that's right. It'll you know, just be extended. I can assure you there's been no talks about extending this one year, no talks about enhancing it or, you know, in, in, in any way. So the one-year timeline is there. I think, I suspect Rangers and Celtic are looking to explore, to, to, to get the, the the first innovation paper up and running again over the next couple of months. And I suspect that they'll be looking to, you know, enter the SPFL perhaps through through that method, method Ben, at the end of the one year.
3: Yeah, so that's obviously going to affect the lower league. again. Like a lot of upheaval for the, for one year to... To benefit Rangers and Celtic, is that the feeling amongst the clubs you've been speaking
2: to already? Uh, I, I've, not, I've deliberately tried not to to, to get round the clubs because I want them to make up their own mind. You know, ahead of Monday's uh, meeting, you know, I think it's only fair, you know, that they they look into it, they consider it, they consult with the fans in some cases. I, I, I think you know it's you know it would done fair of me to give them a call and be seen perhaps to put pressure on in some in some quarters. And I really didn't want to get into that situation. I will say, if clubs want to give me a call, I'm more than happy to discuss any questions they have over it. Uh, I've I've no issue with that, but I've not actively went out and, and sought opinion. Ben, that, that's fair. I think it's probably quite right
3: to give them a time to digest and kind of take on board what's been said. And obviously, we have seen videos from Stuart Robertson and, and Rangers over the last year, or so the clubs have seen the proposal that's probably out there by now as well. So I think that's probably a, a good a good thing the thing I'm thinking about as well around it and also talk about kind of sponsorship deals and potential TV I think for me if, if that was to be it would be great for the lone league if you can get a headline sponsor or I don't know a TV deal maybe BBC Scotland mm-hmm. or something like that that, that basically makes the, the raises the profile league but for me I would be a bit concerned that that gets taken away from the clubs after the year one so I know we mentioned it's only a one year option just now but I think why not maybe make a, a plan for the longer term and maybe have the options for promotion relegation for the teams that they could get them into the SPFL and then maybe have that bit more stability for the lower league?
2: Yeah, I, I think if you if you look at... It's a bit complicated if you look anything further than a year, to be honest with you, because, you know, quite rightly, I've seen, I've seen comments whether they should be starting in the West League or the East League. I think for this one-year deal... It fits ideally in, in, into the Lowland League. Uh, to do it any, for any longer than that, I think it would cause further eruptions down the, down the pyramid. Ben, uh, I think you know it would cause unnecessary eruptions down the pyramid. You know, you would have to look at you know inviting teams into those leagues, and are those teams willing to accept them? You know, and you know, you know, and I know I'll get I'll get slaughtered for this, but you know the integrity of the pyramid is vital. You know, and I know people will say. Oh, listen, you've done this this year, but there's valid reasons for doing that this year, you know. Uh, and I think for anything longer than a year, it would need wider talks with, with the rest of the leagues in the pyramid.
3: Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a sensible thing. But I think, from looking at it from my perspective, and the are in tier six just now, I think if it would be, a, it's probably quite painful for a lot of the clubs in, in tier six because they're spending a lot of money just now doing licensing and all sorts of things to see Rangers and Celtic effectively what people feel like. It's a are buying their way into the Lone League for, for a season. And um, perhaps if it was a longer-term a longer term thing, I think that the tier six and both teams would maybe be more accepting because we could potentially have that um, promotion and relegation. Oh, I'm going to use a word they use quite a lot. I think ventilation is one of the words that you've, you've used regarding um, relegation. So I think, for me, I think if we were a tier six team, but there was some sort of open-up, because obviously the lower League is going to expand if you add Rangers and Celtic in. There'll be some sort of rule change presumably around that.
2: That'd be fair? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we would have to, you know, we'll have to change several rules uh, to accommodate Rangers and Celtic this year. Uh, you know, and so they're not guaranteed to go through as, as as Derek has mentioned previously, you know, five minutes ago. There's a wee bit to go with this, you know, in term in terms of all that, you know, it needs to go through the clubs and it needs, you know, to submit rule changes to the Scottish Football Association. So you know, uh, there is there is a wee bit a wee bit to go, uh, with that on that side of things. What would be your message to Andy in Tier six or tier seven in the West or East or South about this and, and how it's gonna affect them? Yeah, listen, I mean I, I get where I get where a lot of them are coming from. Uh, I understand the angst probably at, you know what's seen as a a move motivated by commercialism, if you like, almost, you know, and and understand that. However, what I would say is, you know, we are not radically affecting anything to do with the pyramid for one season. There was no champion clubs to come up from any of the tier six leagues this season, so we couldn't bring anyone up. You know, So I've see, i seen that argument uh, put out there, you know, why didn't you just invite two from who would we invite? You know, how, how, how do you, you decide who you invite? If one of the leagues had had a champion club, yeah, listen, no problem. They would have been promoted. So we don't have an issue with that. Ultimately, the playoffs will still happen at the end of next season. Uh, there will still be relegation and promotion, not for Celtic or Rangers. Um, so, you know, it's not it's not affecting anyone apart from the Lowland League uh, for, for one season, Ben.
0: Can I jump in and clarify that uh, just at this point? Because I think it's something that hasn't been... Um asked at this at this stage, has the SFA and the SPFL confirmed that if this was to go ahead, there wouldn't be any changes to the playoffs? So I know they said it was unlikely, but if Rangers were to win the league with their Colts, for example, then the second place team would still be able to go up to that playoff?
2: Yeah, I, I, that was one of the first thing I, I, I did, uh, Derek, was check with the SFA that that would be the case. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have gone this far had I not had the, that information to hand.
1: Gotcha. Brilliant. <clears throat> I was going to say, though, um, I'm glad you actually said that about the, the East of Scotland and the West of Scotland, that because I'm off a similar view. I don't think it affects them, because with all due respect, uh, this is where people put heat on me as well now, George. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, none of, it doesn't affect any of the teams. They didn't have champions, like you've said. Um, if it is only for one year, then obviously it's only to do with the lone league. Um, sad to, to to let everyone from the tiers below um, you know, not not consider them. But uh, even after the, the year, I think that was a genuine fear and that I saw anyway, that it's going to be more than a year. Once the, the Colts are in, then it will just never end and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, um, what uh, I think you've obviously mentioned that you, there's not really a plan forward, but say uh, it is quite successful, uh, and Rangers and Celtic are only in it for a year. What's stopping maybe a, a Hibs or a Hearts Colts team then coming in and replacing them?
2: Yeah, I, I mean that 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 question that question's been asked, uh, Chris. You know, and you know we've spoken to both Rangers and Celtic about this. You know, and during Rangers' survey of of SPFL clubs when they were doing the innovation paper. It was quite clear that no other SPFL team, uh, maybe other than Aberdeen, were keen on the idea of B teams at this stage, and I think it's purely down to finance. I don't think they have the finance to put, put teams in. You know, so I think it would be unlikely, Chris. I'll be honest with you. And even if it was to come around, I'm not sure we the, the Scottish Football Association would allow us to. To, to expand the league again for for another season to accommodate this you know i see it very much as you know it, you could look at it as a pilot you know i mean but a pilot you know and that there's going to be further, further episodes but you know i i think from the from that way i i, I don't i don't see it stretching beyond beyond the year, chris
1: okay in terms of finance um one thing that interested me in terms of numbers Was the SPFL was uh, the SPFL League Two was offered at least probably about five times more than the numbers quoted from the Lowland League, and I don't believe there's any guaranteed gate income. Are we kind of underselling the the Lowland League here, George?
2: I I don't I don't think so, Chris. I mean, if you you look, uh, that was a multi-year deal for the SPFL. Uh, Okay, we're we're only a one-year deal, uh, so it's one year and out. You know, the SPFL deal we're getting in there. I think it was it was a five-year project. I think you know. Uh, So from that point of view, that's where the extra extra finance comes in. Due to the fact that it is a one-year deal, uh, I I suppose, you know, we had to come up with a figure that we thought was reasonable uh, for what they're getting in return. Uh, You know, so I think, you know, I'm quite happy with with the figures quoted, but, you know, ultimately, the the clubs will decide whether that's enough or not. You know, I mean, it's it's well known now. I mean, don't mind saying each club will be paying £25,000 to enter the league. But, it's it's all the add-ons, Chris. I, yeah. I think that will come with it. You know, uh, I've said to a couple of people now. You know, if clubs are being creative in the Lowland League and are due to play one half of you know the, the, the two teams, you know, you, you would think you know you'd be creative and move your game to a Friday night, perhaps or a Sunday, you know, to, to attract a bigger crowd. You know, so I think the gate income would come regardless if it was guaranteed or not. You know, I I, I genuinely think people have been that starved of football people will want to maybe look and go and see some value for money football, as we call ourselves in the Lowland League. You know, so, you know, the chance to go and watch Rangers or Celtic for maximum £10, I think, you know, will attract additional punters, you know, and then you go into the other aspects of it. You know, Rangers have talked about, you know, broadcast and, you know, possible help with uh, with league sponsors. So, you know, the overall package is very attractive for
1: us. Just uh, just one final question on finance then, uh, George. I mean, is this not something we could actually get ourselves? I mean, we're kind of always described the Lowland League as sort of progressive, forward thinking. Is it not just same old, old firm? Like, we're reaching out to the old firm and they're obviously a big institution in Scottish football. Are we not kind of betraying the ideals of the Lowland League? I I don't
2: think so, Chris. You know, and this is going to sound really, really cheesy, I suppose, but there's a human aspect to this. You know, we're talking about boys that are 17, between 17 and 20 years of age. Not possibly not playing football for another year, having not played football for that year. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, people people have lost sight of that a wee bit. You know, and I know people just say, I'm just throwing that in, but I'm, I'm genuinely not. I mean, I come from a sports club background with 400 kids, you know, that we've got, you know, and you don't want to see anyone suffer. And we need to take out of the equation who they're playing for and who they're attached to. It doesn't matter what mm-hmm. team they're members- with. You know, we need to. You know, we need to give a platform for these boys to play football. You know, it's it's more than anything. You know, and this is used a lot—the mental health argument. You know, but and I know they'll have support at, at both with Celtic and Rangers. But ultimately, there's a human aspect to this as well. It's not just all about money, and it's not just about those two
0: teams. Brilliant. One of the um, one of the things that has been brought up in response to that is that they can easily loan players out. Um, and the strategic partnership has came up yeah. a couple of times that like Steny and Hibbs have shown can work. Yeah. And for example, so like, what would your response be to people that say, "Well, why don't they just loan these guys out to League One, League Two teams?"
2: Yeah, I, th- I think you know what has been made clear to me is that they want the players to grow together. They want them to develop as a team, because hopefully, you know, both teams they'll be playing in the UEFA you know Champions League uh, youth uh, tournament this summer uh, over the next season as well. So they, they want the teams to, to, to grow together, uh, you know, and, you know, young boys from 17 to 20. And I think they want to try and keep the groups together in order to, to, to bring them on that way. You know, if you've got players all over the country at different clubs, it's very difficult for them to keep an eye on them and keep, keep you know, note of their progress. If they're together as one team, you know, the, the, the pro, their progress can be monitored, you know, a lot easier. Uh, I know they have many resources, and they could probably send coaches out to watch them. But I just feel they just feel. I think you know that it, it, it's going to be an easier uh, way to do this, and and one of these young guys coming through.
1: Where's um, one thing? I'm not going to say sport and integrity because I think at this point that is becoming a bit of a soundbite or a meme, if you will. <laughs> so um, where is the 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 sport and merit in games that don't really matter and? Uh, what what's to stop maybe one of the teams maybe playing a a, a weaker team against maybe someone like Ricky Waddle, who's obviously has these links to Rangers? Um, is is there anything in that at all that you can sort of discuss, George?
2: Yeah, listen, absolutely, Chris. I mean, you know, you're right about the soundbite or the memes, whatever you want to call them, you know, with the integrity thing, you know. And it's it's a word I've used in the past about about the pyramid. Me too, maybe. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, it's it's valid, you know, in terms of, you know, playing weaker teams, et cetera, I don't don't think that that will happen, I'll be honest with you. Having spoken to both groups, I'm, I'm quite sure that they're, they're taking this seriously. I mean, they've committed to various things. You know, they're taking it seriously. A match day, you know, they've, they've committed to two directors from each club attending the match day, et cetera, To you know, to give it, you know, that feel of importance. So, from that point of view, I believe that you know they will be they will be honest enough to send the strongest team as and when as and when needed. You know. Uh, so from that point of view, I have no worries on that on that front, Chris. You know, uh, on the integrity side of things. Brilliant, a Good
0: time to um, jump in. Sorry, Chris, um, but just to no, clarify no, before we forget about it, because um, there has been questions raised about whether the results will actually count in the final league standings or not, because yep. the proposal document says that both teams will simply be removed from the league table at the end. So yep. can you confirm that basically wins, losses, draws will count towards teams' final? tallies when they're playing against the cold teams
2: yeah it's not been discussed in detail there i have to say but that would be the plan i think you know i gotcha. mean to, to get together anything else as, as one of the guys said earlier it would be just be glorified friendlies you know and i know rangers or celtic can't win the league and they can't be relegated however you know they need to have competitive football and if you're not playing for anything you know it, it kind of loses you know so we want our teams to remain competitive as well so you know they, they still need to be playing for points you know, I, I think uh, so. You know, to, to to keep that competitive edge in the league, you know, I think that would need to be the case. Brian, will it be strictly like
3: uh, just youth players that we play now. Will it be Can I know we, we talked about the like, yeah. option where be potentially for low, like potential players playing like six times a season or something like that? Was it just purely
2: like kids? Yeah. Effect, or is it Ma- maximum age of under twenty? Uh, ben, there is a, there is a caveat and that they they can't play one under twenty one. Uh, I think uh, as, as a goalkeeper, uh, if, if they if they wanted to, uh, just because it's such a specialised position, and sometimes you know you don't have, you know, uh, available players for that. But they, they've committed to the maximum age will be under twenty. Ben, so I would imagine it'll be anywhere between seventeen to twenty. So there won't be any uh ryan kent's dropping down to play for them or there will be you know anything like that you know edward for celtic dropping down to play for them uh, that's certainly not that's certainly not what it's for
1: i'd
2: get the crowd in right enough
1: wouldn't
2: it yeah. <laughs> just a bit <laughs> just a bit but yeah i mean that that's part that's one of that was one of the one of the, the clauses you know we, we couldn't have it turning into a you know uh just playing injured players or playing players who were
1: just back from from injury, you know, it just, it would devalue a wee bit. In, uh, in hindsight, George, do you think, um, or do you feel, I should say, and I know it's early days, but do you feel like you should have maybe consulted uh, the clubs and fans before you approached the the Colts? And I know it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said, early days, but maybe it was something that could have been consulted before, obviously, uh, where we are now, obviously
2: yeah it's a, it's a fair question chris however i think if we went down that route and i mean no mean any insult to anyone but as soon as you start discussing it with someone it just it leaks out and mm-hmm. becomes a major issue you know doing it this way you know we, we got everything in place first you know we got the the terms and conditions of what it would look like in place first and then put it out i think can you imagine if we'd put it out three weeks ago and said, "Oh, that's are thinking about this," you know, it'd have been yeah. probably dead in the water before before it got to this, you know. So there had to be a degree of confidentiality about it. I think you know, in terms of the way we did it, you know, and and that I, and I don't, I'm not, I wasn't hiding anything from the clubs. Uh, I'm not hiding in from anyone. Uh, I just think it it had to be done that way to ensure that we gave it a fair hearing. Yeah, yeah. And I, think, I think that's that's the best way to describe it.
1: I appreciate that because obviously we are we are often accused of knowing or of knowing things that we shouldn't and all that sort yeah, of stuff. But yeah. I was generally when I when I first saw the proposal on uh, a few days ago now I was generally like I guess astonished. I know a lot of people were angry and we put out a, a wee statement saying we can see the pros and cons. That everyone took it as well. Why aren't you against it? Sort of thing. It's like well, it's more than me. You know what I mean? I've got yeah, Derek yeah. there. I've got Ben there. And it's a similar with the loan League. We, you know, you've got all your member clubs to, to think about that uh, they obviously all have different views themselves. So yep. we kind of just, unless you know 100% that all the member clubs are, are going to go for it, then it's hard to really talk uh, for everyone, you know. Absolutely, Chris, you know, and that's what Monday's all about, you know, uh, both 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 teams are going to come along
2: and chat to the clubs. On Monday, the clubs will have a chance to question them, you know, ask any questions they want about the proposal, you know, any pitfalls they see, any, you know, advantages they see, you know, so it'll just be an open forum, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, the, the clubs the clubs will decide, you know. My, my job, I mean, I often say to people, I've said to two or three people in the last couple of days now when I've been, you know, Criticized for doing this, etc. You know, my job as chairman and my job with, with the board is to bring the best possible deals to the table for the lowland league and my clubs, and that's yeah. what I feel I've done. You know, I'm not saying I'm not the one that's deciding whether it goes ahead or not, I'm putting a proposal in front of the clubs that could secure the lowland league, the financial status of the lowland league for a bit, for a good while to come. And, you know, I I see benefits and touching on Ben's point earlier on, you know, I I see benefits for the rest of the pyramid. The awareness of the pyramid, Chris, in my opinion, will raise 50-fold through this. You know, it will bring such an awareness to to people about, you know, what's involved in the pyramid. So it's not just about the whole league. It's not just about, you know, us as a board or our teams. It, It will just raise awareness. You know, you've seen the publicity we've had over the last few days, and that's just it's not even been voted on yet, so you know. Yeah. Getting back, to, getting back to my point, you know, my job is to bring the best possible deals to my clubs to ensure that you know the the viability of the league, and ultimately it will be up to the clubs to decide. And if they decide against it, that's fine. We'll move on. You know, absolutely no problem at all. They go with it, that's fine as well. Great. You know, I, I think it'll, the benefits will outweigh any negatives that have been thrown about. Well, the
3: Teams play in the
4: South
2: Charles Cup at all? No, no, no. They, they won't be. In, they won't enter any cup competitions, Ben. will just be. Yeah. It's just purely for league games. Ah, okay. I reckon, yeah. just thought maybe that'd be a nice little
3: carrot for them, perhaps. Yeah. Just sixteen below. If you can get a redraw against Rangers Colts,
1: and you've got yeah, obviously get a chance at a big tie, you know. I, I saw this. Playing. I saw this one, George, and I I, I. I don't even know if you you want to answer it. So it's obviously one of these sort of conspiracy theorists uh, type questions, but I have yeah, to ask you yeah. just to, to put it of to course. bed. But is this uh, this proposal in, in any way a compromise to allow Kelty in the Premier playoffs this season? Because I have seen that one going about, George. 100% not. It had no bearing and no, it was
2: never, it, it never entered the discussions about, about the broader kelty negotiations, Chris. I can put that one to bed firmly, uh, that's definitely not the case. It, the two are not linked in any way, shape or form.
1: Brilliant. Yeah,
0: and that was no one of the thing... funnier conspiracies that came out because it was a literal lawyer that actually had to the <laughs> arbitration in that. So. The only
1: other, other thing I noticed, and I thought it was quite ingenious whoever came up with this, but um, someone had said that the Lowland League are showing their true colours, obviously because the, the Lowland League badge is uh, green and blue. I thought that was, <laughs> that was
0: brilliant.
1: Yeah, <laughs> love it. Love it, yeah because
2: we thought about that
0: seven years ago when we were setting up the league. Uh, you know. <laughs> there is uh, one thing I was going to bring up that was quite interesting from our Rangers video, though. Um, they mentioned that, obviously, it was kind of two parties that could help each other with their, their views on the way things are working pyramid-wise. Just now, yeah. obviously, Rangers and Celtic got their own frustrations with um, things not being modernised. I believe was a word that they used. Yeah. And the Lowland, alongside the Highland League, would love to see more ventilation through the pyramid. Is is that part of the understanding here as well that the Rangers and Celtic will give guidance or give support that Tier Five will try to get obviously a wee bit more um, movement yeah. up to the SPFL?
2: yeah part of rangers proposal the innovation paper is that there's automatic promotion and relegation from from tier tier five you know so the, the support's there for that uh, Derek, going forward you know uh, and i think you know that that would that's helpful when you get two of the big guns or two of the most powerful clubs in the country uh you know on your side i think it doesn't do any harm to to the prospects of the pyramid for sure uh, that's for sure
0: and then i would not be doing my job properly if i didn't follow up with what uh, I've seen a few tier six um, people mention managers and uh, kind of club chairmen so on and so forth, saying, "Well, if the lowland is now effectively going to be eighteen clubs with two clubs invited for a year, is the conversation going to come around with further relegation spots at the AGM this summer?"
2: Uh, that's it. It's always it's always on the cards. We're we're looking at ways to to develop the Lowland league. Derek, I think that's fair to say, and I'm not hiding anything there. I think we're looking at ways to to widen, uh, its reach, uh, so to speak. You know, and I think we wouldn't be doing our job, and we'd be very hypocritical if we didn't look at ways of, uh, you know, expanding the Lowland league to to help the clubs below. Because if you look how many clubs you have below, you've got a hundred and. Hundred and sixty or so, I think it is the last count. Waiting to get into the long league, so I think that's going to come. I think it needs to come, you know, for, for the for the good of the game. You know, so I don't want to be hypocritical, but we have to, we have to, you know, widen that and allow more teams up. We can't be asking the SPFL to do it. We're not prepared to do it ourselves.
0: And am I right in saying that the clubs would need to vote that through if it's proposed? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, but I mean, when when I say expanding the Lone League, you know, my vision and it, listen, please believe that this is not happening yet. But I think we need to look at maybe making a Lone League two or you know two divisions of the Lone League. You know, I think that that's going to have to come eventually. You know, if we want to progress and we want to keep moving along and keep the pyramid the pyramid fluid, that's what we're going to have to do something like that.
1: Yeah, um, I'm quite happy with that, George. Obviously, I, I, I do feel I have to be a wee bit transparent here because I have been on kind of on the fence with this issue. I mean, there's certain positive, positive things that I see about it, but obviously I have to bring up the concerns, uh, obviously with the podcast and, and people listening in, they'll want to hear answers from you. But um, no, I, I do respect you for coming on. I've always sort of respected, you know, I, I do believe, uh, you know, what, what you're saying is, what you believe in, stuff like that, and, yeah, and uh, you've always done done right by the Lowland League. Uh, I kind of just feel it's a, it's a weird issue. I know it's going to be very divisive and people are going to watch this thinking we're trying to change people's minds. It's not like that at all. Uh, certainly my mind's probably not changed. I still feel that there is some concerns. Uh, but nah, fair enough for coming on, George. I appreciate it. It's certainly because uh, I don't think anyone else in your position would, 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 would be on this, basically. Uh, so yeah. I, I do I
0: do
2: appreciate it, man. No, listen, no problem at all, Chris. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, this is this is the most watched podcast uh, at our level, you know, and people deserve to know. There's been so many questions. So, say some misinformation, some accurate information, and I just wanted to address it. You know, I, I don't want people thinking that we're trying to to shaft the pyramid. We're not. I'm doing it. For I believe the good of of the the league first of all, and you know, and I think the the wider pyramid will will benefit uh, from it as well. You know, in terms of you know trying to progress and help progress
0: the pyramid.
1: I I even had to wear my specs for this one. It's like the Andrew Marshall (laughs) era,
0: rather than the official catch up. (laughs) Let me throw one last question, just to get a gauge. Then Um, I'll let you go first, then Ben, I'll do the last one.
3: I might just have a throw throwaway one so just going to say George if there's a TV deal coming up um, will you get the catch up guys into
2: the whole start? will that be the, <laughs> that be the plan first on the list Ben first on yeah. the <laughs> list listen, you, know, you, guys, you, you, listen you, you guys what you said have done for the like, league is phenomenal so listen you'll always be at the top of the list for anything like that don't worry um,
0: Thanks, Matt, all I was going to ask is the final question was obviously you won't know till Monday till you get an idea in the room uh, how clubs are feeling but is your gut feeling that this has got a good chance of going through
2: uh yeah i mean i i think it is you know i probably shoot myself in the foot here but i would like to i would like to think that you know it it has a fair chance you know i mean i think the deal that we've put together uh will will help the league help the clubs within it you know and the money will be used to to for innovation within the league you know we're not going to fritter it away but it'll also help secure uh, the league as well, because being well known we don't have a sponsor, you know. And during these 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 tough times, economic times, you know, it's very difficult when you have got the biggest league in the country doesn't have a sponsor at the moment. Uh, so they're not easy to come by, and they're not going to be easy to come by, you know. So if we're offered a deal and a commercial deal on of this magnitude, which is that will be the biggest one, you know, for the league, uh, you know, ever. You know, I, I think it, w- it would be. Foolish, not to look at it closely, uh, but I would like to think the clubs will. I know the clubs will give it a fair hearing. I know they'll take everything into account, uh, and and I hope whatever they decide, as long as it's a democratic decision, that's fine by me.
3: Just finally, from you, uh, what is the next steps in George? From in terms of we also got Monday's meeting, but what's what yeah. goes on from there?
2: okay but uh so the if the clubs give us an indicative vote on monday that we can go through we'll prepare the rule changes uh to go through to the agm on the 27th of may is when the lowland league agm is going to be and the rule changes hopefully would be voted through then they would then go to to the sfa for full approval uh so that that would that would go there but you know by that point i think you know we're pretty much there
1: good I am. Um, I wish you never mentioned about us being top of the list. Now, folk will be thinking we're we'll going to get paid <laughs> off for this podcast. He's a good bit, not that good.
3: <laughs> just looking after my CV, Trish. So just looking after my CV. Very you see if you
0: still being I'm as nice cool. about them when you hear the next bit of the pod, right? No, nah, exactly. Listen to
2: the second don't
0: worry. <laughs> but no, thanks yeah. again for your time. Really nah. appreciate you spending it, and obviously. Putting kind of your your answers to the questions that have came up as well, so hopefully no it's been worthwhile watching, listening for anyone that's uh, that's here doing it. Doing yeah. minute. Brilliant, guys! Thanks very much. Cheers, Cheers
2: George. On. Thank you. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cheers. Bye. Bye. And then there were three. So interesting. I I don't I don't really know what to say after that. Just to, um we got a lot more information. I feel like uh, George there. Um, in a lot of clarity, so I think that, regardless of what your opinion is for or against us, I think that was a pretty worthwhile. What was that? Yeah, forty odd 40 minutes we had a chat there, with Um So I guess now the the kind of initial thing you do is watch your thoughts? Do you want me to? Uh, th- I'll go, go first if you go on, you uh, I think for me, I think I obviously had a lot of reservations about it because I'm
3: a, a West waste uh, Scotland Tier Six. Hunter, if you like, and um, I had a lot of concerns about the the lack of re- promotion relegation and, and mm-hmm. the, the fact of bypassing effectively the West of Scotland League, as far as I'm concerned, I think there's a lot of, a lot of talk from people about oh why don't I get in the conferences? Um, but I think it's clear to me now that this is a, a one year thing. This is, seems like it's a this is a one year thing. So it doesn't really affect me that much. I, I kind of I get it from. Like the club's point of view that I can see why they feel that way but listening to what George says I think that's the thing that, that stands out that this will be a one year thing and I think though the only problem about that being a one year thing is that that potentially might mean in two years time we get to a point where we're doing reconstruction in yeah. League 2 League 1 etc and Rangers and Celtic Colts will effectively parachute themselves up a level again so I don't know how I feel about that at the moment I think that that's where the Promotion relegation, or the lack of kind of promotion relegation for Rangers and Celtic, I don't really like because I think they're effectively going to get they could get the opportunity later. But I think it's not the it's not the worst thing that people, but like a lot of people, were, I think, were really against it uh, because it felt like a jumping the gun or jumping the tears, which effectively they are doing. But it's not it's not as bad as it sounds.
0: Well, I think tonight that's the first time I've heard any confirmation of what's in this innovation paper. Um, yeah. And basically, what George has just confirmed, just to kind of sum it up, one, it includes automatic promotion relegation and on League, so on to Tier 5. Two, it includes the Colts. It sounded like at the bottom level of the SPFL, but it also sounds like reconstruction. So, obviously, we need to find out what, what that's going to entail. Um, as you say, Ben, it's almost like parachuting them up a level after they get a year's warm-up in the Lowlands. So, I'd be interested to hear what the reaction to that will be. And it sounded like the plan is to bring that in for next, like not the season coming, but the season after. Yeah. So it's all up there. It's all very interesting.
1: No one, the carrot is so massive. um, Pretty much, I wouldn't say pretty much everything, but there's a lot of things that would be worth it just for that automatic uh, relegation from League Two. And I think going back, I mean, I still have my reservations, but a lot of them are quite unfounded. Like obviously the, the concern is obviously oh, we'll get Rangers and Celtic in for a year and they'll never beat the league but with the innovation thing um, now that's it been sort of disclosed it is only going to be a year and I think a lot of the fear and and anger from uh, specifically the, the the lower tiers albeit I do I must admit and I didn't want to say this uh, in front of George in case he gets blamed for or associated to what I'm about to say personally but I think it was quite embarrassing some of the reaction. I mean, uh, no offence to, like, Trinent or uh, Genefield, but they hadn't really earned the right to be in the Lowland League this season because they weren't declared champions by their own league. Had they been, it would, like what George said, it would have been a different story. But mm. it, it literally affects no one. If it's one for one season and people are still getting promoted, i.e. Either, either west of Scotland, east of Scotland, or potentially south of Scotland next season, then it doesn't affect anyone next season, or this season coming, I should say. So I, yeah. I don't see a lot of issues. I know I know there's this still thing where they're, they're still skipping the pyramid, but I think you've said it enough times, Derek. I think this is going to happen either way. So it'll either be low league yeah. or eventually they'll get through to the SPFL anyway. So why not get the boost? Why why not uh, allow no, non-league to get the boost of maybe a Rangers or Celtic, and then let them do whatever the hell they want
0: regardless of what people think about this, and obviously the vast majority of fans seem to be against the cold teams in the pyramid. That's just a fact.
1: Oh, because it's Rangers um, and Celtic. Mainly. I would not say.
0: necessarily just because it's Rangers and Celtic. I think there's a lot of people I just full stop do not want Colt teams anywhere near the SPFL. And it boils down to the SPFL in most cases. Most people couldn't care about non-league that you hear talking about it. It's all about those top tiers. Because there are no making bones about potentially Edinburgh City in east of Scotland or Strand Raiders in the <laughs> south or yeah, any yeah. of these, it's like you know what I'm getting at. No no but comment on that mate. <laughs> I I feel like the flag that I've taken for putting my head in the, the chopping block here, for the last couple of years now we've said this is going to happen at some point, it's inevitable mm-hmm. they'll, they'll find their way to get these cool teams into the pyramid and George confirmed are basically the reasoning behind it What like that's why they don't want to be in a reserve league um I, I kind of feel like that's been missing for a long time. Like people are just saying, oh, they just want no they just want to hoard players essentially. and it, it made a bit of sense when he said that they want to keep them together for the Champions League because you wouldn't want them out on loan at different teams to come back and play a Champions League game and then go back out on loan to different teams. That's it's not gonna help cohesion or anything like that. Um but I don't have an issue with the proposal as it is in terms of an integrity standpoint. The issue I've got is financial. Um, because if I was a tier six fan, if I'm a co-winning Rangers fan, an and Ocking Like Talbot fan, and I'm looking at that going, that 50 grand would be nice if we could get a bit of it. pandemic's just happened. We've no we've no money either. And you're gonna keep that in your own league. That's where I get a bit uncomfortable with, it, in all honesty. Like George is doing. What his remit is is to look after the member clubs, but when you're thinking about the whole pyramid, that's probably not going to make yeah. too many harmonious um, relationships. I don't care what I mean.
1: anyone. I don't care what anyone says. If if this was a proposal proposed to East of Scotland or West of Scotland or South of Scotland, they'd be jumping at it. And I know they're they're, they're oh no no we no, we have integrity. Listen, fuck off. Like seriously, <laughs> you would be you would be taking that. <laughs> And so point. Point, and I'm oh. sorry, scaring, but come on, like, oh, here's basically free money, our matches against these teams, didn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. So you're just giving us free money and promotion. Who's not going to take that? Come on.
3: I think they, slightly if they counter that though, about the, the West, oh, well, it would be the West they would go into, but um, I think if you drop Rangers and Celtics into the conferences, I think the rules have to be different in terms of being able to play the youths. So I don't think they would be able, like they would be, Basically, okay, it's just having these. So what Rangers and to end up doing would be just buying your fucking best players from like uh, your Talbots, your Pollocks, your uh, Clyde, Bank, whoever, and having the best squad in the league and dusting your team every week, like mixed in with our youth guys. And then you'll end up having getting humped every week off, or not every week, but when you play the, the old firm teams and, and they'll just, they'll be to rattle up the leagues quite quickly because they'll, they'll just buy a squad that, that gets them in the league too probably quite quickly, because let's be honest, even Rangers, if Rangers and Celtic had a second team, are still going to have more money than, than most most teams in the leagues, in the tier six, regardless, and we know we talk about money and things like, obviously Darrell's well documented, that we, that we talk about them having loads of money, but they'll still absolutely dwarf any budget that a team like Darwell or Talbot would have, so they would just end up having the best squad anyway, and now you would get a wee bump in terms of, like, attendances for matches, maybe, uh, and stuff like that because folk might go Rangers. I think that's a that's a good point for the lonely clubs that you, you'll get that chance to have, I don't know, see your gates normally with 100 folk, 50 folk however whatever. You might get 500, 600, maybe even a 1,000 at a game. and That's going to be a, a, a good bit of dough for, for each team. Um, and you'll sell hospitality packages and, and all this stuff, maybe extra bit of sponsorship. So there, there's, there's money to be had. It's either no money or... Um, a wee bit extra money, it's just the I think
0: that makes a lot of sense. I I mean, just, I'd, yeah. um, I'd be a wee bit more hesitant in the crowd numbers, I feel like, because uh, mm-hmm. the Turnips Cup, as it was now, the SPFL Trust Cup, the attendance hasn't been great for the Colt teams. Um, but realistically, we are talking about, well, my team, BSC Glasgow, let's use us as, as an example, averaged just over 100 fans before pandemic hits. Um, so, like, maybe 110 or so was the average, if I mind rightly if you add on an extra 100 to that for a game against the Colts, that's money in the bank. Um, it has more of an effect at our level than it would at League 2 level, put it that way, the clubs that are involved. So even if it is only an extra 100 fans compared to, I know the document may mentioned, 500 as an example, um, I feel like it's got more tangible benefits for clubs at this level, um, which is an important thing to consider. But... Um, I kind of wish I'd inserted this straight after Chris said <laughs> what he said there <laughs> but we do have the thoughts of uh, PG and Dark as well as other folk in non-league to, yeah. to throw into this at this point. Enjoy listening to these opinions and we'll come back to you after this.
4: Jack, i tell you about a, a subject going the news, this cult stuff. Uh, getting into the lone league, what's your view on that? Nonsense, mate. Why? Well, do you want to hear my rant? Oh, I,
5: don't, I don't want to hear your rant. But... No, no, no. I don't know how other people want my right, but no, listen mate, I I don't agree with it for a few reasons. Uh, I just think that are we the dumping ground? Is the Lowland League the dumping ground? Like they've no one in at the senior football, so let's just go to the Lowland League and and I basically think I feel myself like we're in the tier below that and I just feel as if they're just coming down and jumping ahead of us when we aspire to get to that level, Um listen, we all know Celtic and Rangers, bring the most interest, into football, in Scotland, but, see if the clubs want to develop their players, send them on loan to that level, send the players down, like, to a BSC, or something, send some of their young prospects down, if they think it's going to help, develop their players, then send the players down alone, you don't need to bring the team down, Um so I just think it's—I don't know—I just think that they're, they're using their power and it's getting in. Yes, I understand that they, they'll bring they'll bring a good crowds in. Um, people want to go and see it—Celtic and Rangers and stuff like that—and the young prospects at these clubs. But it's no something I agree with. We're calling into the integrity yeah, we're, we're looking at into the pyramid, the pyramid system. Uh, we aspire to be there. And for one season, PG, for me, one season, mate. I don't, I don't get where I get. I seen them talking about developing players. Don't develop players in one season. You need to develop them their time. So one season as well for me. Is just I know, I know, I just think the whole thing shouldn't, shouldn't be entertained. I think it's very disrespectful to the club's lower than the lowland league as well. That they just, they can just come in and play at that level. So for me, mate. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't agree with it. It's not something that I, would, that I would be delighted to happen. Uh,
4: what about you, mate? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think it's maybe an issue, the fact that both of us are involved, or I'm hoping to be involved in the, the level below, but I don't see the need for it. I agree with you. See if they want to develop these players. Send them out to play with lower teams who can help develop them. Play with men. Experience a different type of football. I just... I don't even think the money's going to be worth it like i seen this uh figure the day so i'm not going to say it because i don't know if it's true but if it is it's minuscule it doesn't make a big difference i think it's so disrespectful to it, the pyramid system as a whole you've already had people questioning the pyramid system with the fact that the treatment uh um, Kelty and brora for me has been horrendous they've been back training for a few weeks and it was almost like they didn't know when they were going to get this game done they've had the first game we're going to get the second leg soon. I don't think it's it's worth it for anybody. And then you look at clubs like Clyde Bank, Colt Winning, who are putting in serious money for their level to try and get themselves certified to get into the Lowland League and then progress into the seniors. I don't think it's needed. I also seen a thing, I couldn't find it before we started. I seen an article um, a few weeks back and it was talking about um, the German teams who had went into the low levels, and there was an initial boost in terms of crowds and stuff, but then it went away. And they were talking about teams playing like Werder Bremen's, um, Colts Team, or whatever it would be. The crowds were poor. Clubs weren't making really any more me- money out of it. I just think that they should go back to the reserve league if that's what they're wanting. I was fortunate enough to play you know, in the, the lower tier reserve league. And it was an experience playing against grown men, guys in their 30s when you're 16, 17 year old. I think that's how you develop players. I don't think it's needed. And I think it's, to be honest, I think it's pretty disrespectful to clubs at our level who are trying to progress. And I don't see why clubs in the lower League would be doing it as well. I don't know how it would work with promotion in it, but I just don't know why they want it. Keep it at their level. Celtic and Rangers, they can do what they want in terms of financially in this country, but... I and mean, I'm a Celtic fan, you're a Rangers fan, but they're not the only teams in the country, you know what I mean, there's other teams there, uh, for mighty me, it uh, might Ashfield, hopefully the might St. Peter's, and for <laughs> me, for that reason, I'm out. See, see, big thing for me,
5: right, I'm talking about sending the players down on loan, see what it strikes it to me, snobbery, they don't think our coaches are good enough to send the players down on loan, so they want the same coaches, working with the same players, listen, I get that, mate, I totally understand it, but send them players down to these, east. there's good coaches at the level they'll develop the players mate
4: so for me I'm feel profitous and I'm out it's a good way to end for me big thanks to the official catch up boys for for having, those, having us on great show boys. great show you today, guys all the best. Okay, I'll keep it up
6: my views on the coach joining the other League is something I'm against uh, I'm not a fan of it at all I think it brings into question sport and integrity which is something that we've argued the case for promotion to the SPFL and um, I think allowing the Colts to join the Lowland League even if it's just for a season I think it's very unfair on the teams in the leagues below that are trying to get into the Lowland League the right way by earning it um, I know they're going to pay an entry fee to come into the league and that's going to be um, given to all the clubs I believe I think um, which you know, I'm a board member of Gretna that would be a good for Gretna and, you know, all the teams in the London League, but as a, as a fan of football myself, I, I, I don't think it's just money-based that we should be looking at. I think we should be looking at the pyramid structure. I think we should be looking at, you know, sporting and integrity, like I said initially. Um, you know, if the coach join the, the league for one season and there's no promotion or relegation for them, that means their matches don't really matter. You know, it's almost like they're playing friendlies. So what happens when they take points off teams that are battling promotion or battling relevation? Um, what happens then? It it it, 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 it like, doesn't really sit well with me, if I'm being honest with you. Um, because one week they could be a really strong side and they might get a draw against someone like East Kilbride or, or something like that. And then they might field a weaker side the next week and then they might lose to someone like Dalbati or something. And if their points don't really matter in the league, that means they're potentially going to be, there's going to be teams there that, you know, might get relegated or promoted, that wouldn't if they weren't there for you, if you know what I mean, it's, I don't agree with it. I can understand why they're doing it. And I can understand why the Lone League is, you know, um, open to discussion because the money is, is a big factor for the clubs at this level, you know, due to the last year. and you know 18 months that we've had but I think you've got to respect the pyramids you've got to respect the teams that are in there by merit the teams that are fighting uh, to try and get into the Lone League and above and I think when you add the Colts teams in at this level I think it just disrupts the whole pyramid structure and I mean what happens next is it do we go there for a season and then you know, is that it, or is that is it a season trial? And if it goes well, it's going to be like a you know a ten year thing or a five year thing or you know it's it's I know it's early stages and they're discussing it and they're looking at all the, the options and that. But for me personally, I, I don't agree with it. Um, I really don't think it's it's going to be good for the league. I think if they were cult we were going to join the pyramid structure, which I'm not against at all, if they were going to join it they should join it at the bottom league of their region and then earn it the same way as everyone else by playing in the leagues and going up that way I think if you, if you bypass certain leagues it just causes an uproar of fans and you know, and it brings into the question of you know we're trying to get this pyramid structure to work to get into the SPFL if you start bringing Rangers and Celtic court sides in then what happens if Aberdeen want a side in and Hearts want a side in and you know anyone else and then you're just gonna get a league full of cult sides you know i understand the reasoning and um, i understand where people are coming from but for me personally I'm, I'm not for it so yeah i'm against it
7: so i'm not a fan of cult teams and i never have been and um, before we get into this particular proposal i suppose let me just explain briefly why and it's because i love lower league football because if it's individuality, you know, you have these different communities, different teams. Look at the Lowland League, you have your East Kilbride, you have your BSE Glasgow, your East Stirlingshires. These are individual clubs, these are different from anything else that we have further up or further down the pyramid. Rangers and Celtic, in case you haven't noticed, are already their own teams and they do quite successfully in their own league. All we're doing here is creating two mini versions of those teams so it, it doesn't feel as individual it doesn't give you this idea of this is a different community this is a different part of the country being represented it's the same fans it's the same players it's the same backroom staff and um, yes okay and those second two, the players and backroom staff don't mi- necessarily mix with the first team but at one point they might you know those those can interchange and I don't like that idea I think I like the individuality and I like the difference that you get lower down the leagues. I also don't see why we should be bending over backwards to support the two most privileged, richest clubs in our entire country. I don't think they need our help. And then the the argument always to that is it's not those clubs you're helping, they are going to do pretty well anyway. It's actually the national team you're helping. Look at, you know, we always get this comparison, look at Germany and Spain and, and look at their players that they develop and they have B teams but then you have to ask yourself is that because of the B teams or is that because of all the other advantages that those countries have over Scotland I'm not convinced that Scotland's national team gets any better with these teams and the other idea is that it gives a pathway for young players for Rangers and Celtic which again that brings up the question of why do Rangers and Celtic get this advantage and other clubs don't but young players from Rangers and Celtic get the opportunity at an early age to go and play against men and play senior football and quite simply my response to that is there's already a pathway to do that that's the loan system and you can do things like Hibbs are doing forming a, a partnership with Stenhousemuir and sending a group of your players out on loan you know I'm against probably eight nine ten players going on loan to one club but three four I, I can live with that now onto this particular proposal I while I'm extremely against this if you can get full agreement from stakeholders then fair enough. But you have to really consider what those stakeholders are. I'm not a stakeholder. I don't directly support any of the Lower League clubs. I'm not a player. I'm not a coach. I'm not a boards member. You know, I just enjoy watching um and keeping up to date with what's going on there. And that means that I don't have necessarily a voice in this. I can give my opinion, but my vote doesn't matter. But you know whose vote should matter? It's the supporters. And Beric, for example, you know, are saying they're gonna to listen to the supporters. And I think every club should follow suit because realistically at the end of the day these supporters have kept these clubs alive without those supporters and this year proves it these clubs would not be there, you know, whether it be the small amount of live stream games they bought, whether it's merchandise, whether it's fundraisers that some of these clubs have benefited from, that's because of the supporters and they deserve a voice in this and it needs to go both ways, the supporters need to give their view and the club need to sell this idea, if it's such a good idea, sell it to your supporters and try and convince them, try and bring them round. I think sometimes in football that doesn't happen because clubs are scared, because they don't want to hear from their supporters if they know fine that they're going to disagree but unfortunately you need to listen now of all times you need to listen to them and give them their voice that's my view on it um, and as i say you know if this is something that everyone who are proper stakeholders of lowland league clubs can come in agreement to then fair enough but i don't necessarily see that happening uh, thanks for having me on guys to give a little bit of my opinion i'm obviously lewis from any 98 and you can check us out any 98.net or at any 98ft on twitter
8: my initial reaction was disappointment, to be honest. Uh, we, we had George Fraser on the last episode of the Scottish FA Football Marketing Podcast, and we spoke about how well the league is regarded, how it's grown that image over the past few years, and how vital the pyramid is to to growing it further. Competitiveness has been at the heart of that growth. Clubs battling against each other in a league where pretty much anything can happen. Yes, there's been challenges financially, but I don't think that entertaining the Rangers and Celtic Colt teams is the route to go down to remedy those challenges. The league has had a sponsor before, I've got no doubt that it could find one again I I see it as an attractive prospect to get involved in. You guys for example have spent the past few years talking it up to the max. All of these things help the perception of the league and, and how well it's regarded All of this I've said so far hasn't even got to the aspect of the fans yet I know Twitter isn't the be-all and end-all of Scottish football, but you would be hard-pressed to find someone who wants the Colts to have a head start over any of the other teams in the pyramid. And even harder-pressed to find anyone who thinks that one season in the Lowland League is going to produce future Scotland internationals. Rangers, for example, have had a whole squad of players out on loan across the divisions this season, and I think that will do much more than a season where the results don't actually matter in a league. Um, so I would say do everything else to grow a league H- Inviting coltsides Into that league for one season Will do more to damage a reputation That's been built Than than anything else that you actually Attempt to do
9: Hello everybody, um, it's Dylan here from The Talking Lower League podcast Hi guys, the official catch up Everybody listening um, Obviously it's been quite a <laughs> Quite an interesting few days Obviously with the Colts' proposals on potentially entering the, the Lowland League um, coming out. And to say it's been a mixed reaction, as I know you guys are talking about right now, has, has been an understatement. We know you've got a lot to get through. So just um, a little bit of thoughts from myself. Um, obviously, initial reaction when everything came out was probably one of frustration and anger. But that's often the case when it comes to the Colts, eh, in, in my opinion. Um, certainly across most supporters and most clubs. I think that, you know, when we when we had Derek on the podcast last time, you know, some great points um, regarding the fact that he thought that it was only really a matter of time before the Colts, you know, got their way and, and entered into the pyramid at, at some point. And this is looking like, kind of the I guess, the realest chance of that happening. I think that certainly there was a mistake made, if true, not consulting the clubs and the supporters before this obviously got out. I know practicalities and logistics are in that can often be difficult, but I know it's night and day, but all you have to do is look at the European Super League, the lack of transparency, the lack of consultation process and you know, and the result of that. Um, and this is obviously on a much smaller scale, but it's, it's, well, it's incredibly important to us. And I think that you can just see by gauging the responses so far that even though there are positives, of course, granted, people know my thoughts, you know, if they listen to the podcast and know the thoughts of Ali and Ross, you know, to say we're against the Colts is an understatement. Um, And I do feel that if this was to be given the green light, that it is a slap in the face, not just to ambitious clubs within the Lowland League, but the West of Scotland League in particular, as well as obviously the, the East as well. I mean all you have to do is look at the 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 time, the resources, the money, everything that clubs across the West of Scotland League um, are investing into their licenses, their grounds, their communities, their social clubs on the pitch, off the pitch, across the board, in order to future proof their club um, as they look to climb up the pyramids. And I feel that this is just another example of the old firm shoehorning their way into our game. I don't think they understand really what it is to be a supporter or a volunteer for clubs at our level. Um, especially after the after what's happened in the last year, um, it's it's yeah, it's just it doesn't sit right with me. Um, I'm afraid, and like I say, I completely appreciate everybody's perspectives on this. Don't get me wrong, there are potential positives to this. Um, however, I do think that it is a, a big slap in the face to to everybody else, really. I refuse to believe that it would just be for one year. I think once the old form get their claws into anything, there's no chance of the Lowland League um, going, OK, guys, that was a great experiment for a year, bye. I don't think that's going to really happen. Um, and yet, it's really positive to see um, clubs individually now coming out to organise fan consultations on how their supporters feel um, about um, their view on, on the cult teams potentially coming in. Um, and let's just hope that um, the Lowland League board listen to the results and the feedback from the supporters and the clubs on, on how they feel about this. You know, just as we're getting to a point where there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, it's really important that we all work together and find find a solution. And yes, it'll be very interesting to see what see what takes place. So that's just my off the top of the head thoughts. Um Well done guys on on putting this podcast together. Can't wait to to listen to it and hopefully um we'll all be chatting over a pint very soon. Thanks guys.
1: To just to enlighten people that don't know, we we've sort of had a fair share of abuse. Yeah, you in particular, Moza, So this is me sort of thinking, well, to hell with you guys. I'll say my piece, and if you don't like it, you know what I mean. That's the way I've always been. I, I reckon I was probably a wee bit harder the on George to the other people would to his face. So like, we're always going to give our opinion, but I just did not bring me into it or accuse me of anything, or you know what I mean. It's like it's like what George said. did not get personal, Or whatever. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should probably actually mention that because obviously I've had a few messages <clears> about it. Um, I basically had a keyboard warrior email me something, so don't worry about it. I'm fine, but it's just the thought that some some guy sitting in his bedroom on his computer would type up something about his thoughts about cold teams, that and that would make Ill. that would make you that angry that you'd send him an email threatening a square go essentially, like <laughs> oh your your card's marked when the football's back, like. Get a grip, by the way. Football's all about different opinions, and I couldn't give a monkey's what anyone thinks. I'll say what I think. Yeah. And I'll do my best to base it on a bit of fact. Um, even if folk didn't agree with it, so be it. And You've seen people like Martin, who's unbelievably strongly against us, but we can actually speak civilly about it. That's the way it is. Like, so... um behave yourself that's what i'm saying <laughs> whoever that was it could have been a and wind one thing up. it'd be fair it could be a wind up but
1: and one thing is we've had uh we're always i always feel we try and get a representative of opinions we always have to sometimes play devil's advocate with each other even if we don't agree mm-hmm. and especially in this video uh, or this debate if you want to call it or whatever we're going to call it but we've actually canvassed other people who have different opinions for ourselves um and it's not to get try and get everyone's opinion, but it's just to, to show that we actually, you know, it's not just about us. Like, we're not the we the, the thing I, ha- I think some people think we have a wee bit more power than we actually do. It's like, well, we're not the decision makers. We don't have any say in this, so we're only here to, to say our opinions. And it, it's difficult, like I mentioned earlier, because there's three of us, and despite what people think, we often do disagree with each other.
0: Yeah. And I, I get how toxic the debate is about cold teams. I get mm-hmm. how strong the feeling is that some people do not want them anywhere near the league system. Or they'll say they can just go to the West, there's rules in place that can go up to tier six and they can stay there. Simple. But there is a there is a bit of this it is why we're bending over for the old firm. And I get that point of view as well, that they're the two biggest teams and they're getting their way potentially by Getting their, their teams into the Lowland for a year when they could enter at the bottom rung of the, the ladder, it's just I just think the circumstances that are in play, like I you cannot blame the Lowland League or its member clubs if this gets voted through because, like money's so tight, it's not affecting the league itself. You might have four extra games at the points going towards the final total, but they're not affecting promotion or relegation. Like. It's a no-brainer from my point of view for the Lowland League to consider this and give it full thought and potentially put it through. Simple.
3: I think um, I think something that we always talk about, I've certainly talked about when it comes to League Two, is the idea of of, of self-preservation. We talk about that quite a bit where the likes of League Two try to see themselves from having to play playoffs and such like. So I think if you're a Lowland League club just now, there's probably a bit of that in your head. Mm-hmm. Where you can get that grab, effectively as it's, it's George, George said himself, it's effectively it's, it's a commercial deal. So it's, it's a way to bring in more money for the clubs, and there's some clubs in there that have not got a penny up together. Let's be honest, and, and an extra about five grand up front, and then whatever else you can get out of it um, for one year is going to be a, it's going to be a tidy sum probably in the end. And you've seen it yourself, was when you guys have played in the Scottish Cup and, and what that means. Um, in terms of prize money and all that it's not going to be as big as that certainly but for a, for a one year gig because we see from what George is saying about this football innovation paper that, that the likelihood is they're going to come out of the Lowland League and probably into League 2 the following year and that's for the Lowland League teams is, is to get a grab at that money um, we can't stop them going to League 2 anyway there's no Lowland League wouldn't have any control over that anyway but that caveat, the little carrot of being able to get the relegation, the promotion, rather automatic promotion in league Two, if you've got Rangers and Celtic backing you in those discussions, might mean that'll happen. Whereas just now, we're mm. not going to get that for a long, long time. If yep. suddenly you've got Rangers and Celtic backing you, and I know this is going to sound like I'm really for this, and, um, mm. but I think the thing I take away from the whole discussion we've had just there is that it's not going to affect me in Tier 6, let's be honest. The teams will get licensed will we'll have a crack at the promotion the following year like, like we can, and, and that'll be fine. And it'll we'll make no uh, impact at all. So, um, it's interesting. I know we don't really like Colt teams. That's always the thing, isn't it? It's always about we don't like Colt teams, or how should we do it? But it's not going to affect us, let's be honest.
1: It's a means, I think the way I see it, and it was the same when it was reconstruction plans with Colts teams. Uh, for that automatic relegation, it was a means to an end, and that's the way I'm viewing it. Certainly there are, you know, I think there's less concerns now because I think the big thing for everyone was, oh, well, they'll, they'll be at the in the pyramid and they'll stay in the pyramid. But it's either Lowland League this year or higher up in the SPFL anyway. So it's like exactly what you said, Ben, if we can get them on our side, then, um, you know, there's no harm in getting Rangers and Celtic on your side. But I think um, my sort of final say on it would be it's up to, it's like what George said, it's up to the membership clubs. As far as uh, we're, we don't have any say, uh, sorry, any sort of final decision or any power that people seem to think we do. So um, it's up to the membership clubs.
0: The other thing that was quite interesting was the fact that he confirmed he'd run this by the SFA. Um, and basically it seems like they're on board with it. So, from what the Lowland have proposed, saying, aye, hey, they'll just not be accounted for in the final table, and um, you'd assume it'd be in Maxwell, the is going, aye, hey, that's fine, they'll still get in the playoff. nominate your champion club. If anything, the legal case right now probably helped that as well, because the lawyers confirmed that the Lowland can nominate any champion club they like, essentially. Um, The way the rules are written. So, it probably ties in that way, but... That's a big thing. I feel like that there's there's a guarantee there that it does not affect promotion.
3: The one thing I think I'd like to see in terms of the sponsorship and, and TV deals that I've been mentioned as well is I hope these these deals are multi-year deals. I don't I don't want this to be mm. a a one-year headline birth. sponsor and then they're out the door between or something I'm gone because that will affect the clubs because obviously you don't know how, I don't know what the value would be for a sponsor at, at the the lone league title a league a league sponsor but. Um, again if it's a multi-year deal then it's it's going to be more money down the line and again that's the the tier 6 teams coming up could potentially get a bite of that money and there's more money in the league for prize money and whatever else Um, TV deals the same I hope that that continues to build and and becomes maybe more progressive over the the few years but that would be the thing that my kind of concerns would be that it's a it's so a one, as I said, I a one and done, and the, and the rug just pulled away, and, and you go back to square one. And there's less money. There's because teams will want to adapt to try and compete. Still with Rangers and something mm. because beating Rangers and something, coach will still be a like a bit of a, uh, a monkey off their back if you can go and beat uh, Rangers and something. I still I'll still be delighted to beat them, you know, even
0: if I'm not playing for them.
1: I three
0: points is three points.
1: I just had Santana vibes, you know, like I don't know. Vela <laughs> leaving, signing sign in Ravanelli or something like that. I don't know how old he
0: is now. But <laughs> You look at the number of clubs, especially now when we're getting to a proper permanent with the Midland League coming in. Um, Touchwood, it's not fully confirmed yet, but hopefully it will be at the SFA AGM. So you've got your three leagues underneath the Highland League. You've got your three leagues underneath the Lowland. The Lowland area has got so many more teams and it's arguably stronger because of that. Splitting it west and east, the way the juniors used to be, and having those three sectors, I feel like it makes so much more sense. Like and treating them all equally. So the way I'd be looking at doing it is having the champions or three of those potentially involved in promotion playoff or some description. Um, because we're not going to get three relocation spots for the league two, but I think long term that's the direction of travel. But it should be anyway. So I'm... Um, any final thoughts, guys, before we round things up? Um
3: would you wonder if um wonder if like so you go back to like breaking and co getting to try to save themselves from relegation? Why the fuck have they not got the cult teams in the league like, too? Why have they not been absolutely desperate for that to happen? I don't understand why the other leagues are really like bought into it. It's just it's a strange kind of because that would have been a sure
0: way of protecting yourself for a couple of more years. Um, I, would have I thought- think it was the fan backlash that stopped happening at SPFL level, wasn't it? Yeah. There was that many fans that basically said they would boycott and put angry letters in it. Clubs get kind of warned off almost. It might still happen
1: it. at this level. <laughs> still I think happen it's less likely level.
0: to happen at this level though because there's, well to be brutally honest, there's less fans. So Super I feel like it's call. less likely to get that avalanche of emails coming in <laughs> um, that makes you think, oh, maybe, maybe not.
3: I'm looking forward to seeing the riot in the streets outside the Vale of Raleigh-in when all the, the fans are out with their boards <laughs> on their sides. No, <laughs> no Colt
1: teams. That'll be a good watch that, man. <laughs> Two men, they're dug. I think there's just...
0: three Vale of Leathen references today, by the way. So, to be fair, be Matthew, actually... Really.
1: We have to sort of commend uh, Berwick Rangers and Cali Braves and, and Bonnie Rigg Rose for their approach. Yeah, obviously, they're, they're in looking at fans. I have my suspicions that there is clubs not reaching out as fans as much because I think, looking at the proposal, uh, it does seem... Um, I, I know there's... Again, I think there's a lot to it from the tiers below, like we've mentioned, obviously. Um, I think some of it's obviously like you... I think one of you guys mentioned about... Basically, the loan's going to have a wee bit more money compared to the clubs that you know. I think that there's that to it, also. Uh, oh, yeah, it's weird. I think it's, I think we have to mention these clubs though, because they have reached out to their fans, and I think that's the way to go about it. But like, I do have my suspicions, like I said, about uh, other teams. I think they do look, they're looking at this like, wow, uh, like what I said, oh, well, we're gonna get free money and free promotion, yeah, we'll take that.
0: I go past. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's enough clubs that will look at the financial benefits and think we'll go for it. Yeah, especially on the basis here being a one-year deal. Um, might be different if it comes back again after a year, and they have not seen that much money out of it. But especially only... the year we've just had,
1: my, that was one of my biggest concerns. And I, I don't want to speak to you, speak for you, Ben. Uh, but I'm assuming that's a lot of the the concern from the below levels as well. Uh, the fact that it's like is it really going to be a year and all this sort of stuff from from what george said today uh i generally do believe it's a one-year deal and i hope it is a one-year deal because i would have but then i think he also answered them as well he did say that there would be concerns from himself uh if it was over the year like he mentioned so yeah yeah, um it's weird actually I, i i wasn't expecting to uh Agree so much with George, but even when I was sort of grilling him for a lack of a better term, I did sort of think to myself, "Yeah, what he's saying is probably what I would say as well." So uh, that was that was good. That was good of him to obviously come on and explain, uh, explain the the proposal a wee bit more for us.
3: I think for me, just on that, that point you made there, Chris, I think it was going to be any longer than one year deal. It has to be done properly in terms of yep. the promotion, relegation, the sponsor, Sorry. all that stuff, and that and that's not. I don't think they don't have time to do that but it sounds of it. Like they do not have the time to go and consult the the, the tier six and tier seven, etc. So it, it will be a one year deal and I think my gut feeling would be it's a one year deal for the Lone League and they'll be back they'll be up in the SPFL too the year after. So
0: I kinda get the same feeling to be honest. Um it seems especially the way Rain just mentioned that they've been around all but three clubs in the SPFL. Um it seems like they've built a bit of consensus if they're this heavy behind it and it's gone through the SPFL board. The other thing as well. So you think we can but, guess the
3: three teams I'll
0: never spoke to? One of them might be leaving the league shortly, you never know. The hearts,
3: and freaking. Oh no,
0: they, they're not. Um, no, I'm not going to throw any conspiracy theories out. Right, that seems a good point as any to round things up. So, gentlemen, do you want to share your socials, Chris, first of all?
1: No, I don't. Just did <laughs> <me. laughs> No, I'm joking. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, of course it's that rampant FM and uh, the catch ups at official catch up and League catch up on Facebook and like I said in the previous episode, just Google official catch up and you'll probably find us everywhere else. Uh, ben,
3: um, aye. So I always say every week send your abuse to me and Twitter at Mr Ben Grant. This is probably the week I'll get it. If, if there's going to be anyone, <laughs> it's probably this one. Uh, but let's just get in touch and we'll, we can chat out. I know there's a couple of people on Twitter the other day where they were uh, piping up and I was like, it's fine, it's fine. I'll keep me back for the West of Scotland and I, hopefully I've done that for.
0: Well, we'll soon know what people think. <laughs> um, and you'll find me at mozaplays on Twitter, everywhere else through that. Please no more emails, please. Um, but yeah other than that thank you again to your sponsor the Soccer Shop Direct for again supporting us all the way through even when there's been no football they've still been there for us uh, all your sports team wear and equipment needs go and go and see them and I guess it just leaves us to say we'll see you next time thanks for sticking through this whole show because it's been a long one uh, thanks to the guys that have given us their views as well I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to submit them and do give us feedback don't give us abuse Cheers, I got cheese later on.